Welcome back to Words from the Woods. We're fresh off a great weekend of racing here in New York. Breakneck Point, put on by our friend Ian from Red Newt Racing, was part of the Golden Trail Series, and some of the best runners in the country showed up to New York, climbing and descending the trails at Breakneck Point. Medved Madness, put on by the folks from Medved Walking and Running Outfitters, um, and the second race of the Trail Runner of the Year, or Troy Series, was this Sunday, and some of the best runners in Rochester showed up to take on a 13-ish mile long course, or the 5-ish mile short course, with a killer post-race barbecue, and hanging out on a sunny 72-degree day in Menden Ponds Park. Joining us today is Victoria Earl, who was one of the finishers of Medved Madness. We are going to talk a bit about her running, but our topic today is going to take us away from the elites and even mid-pack racers to talk about why hanging out in the back of the pack can be so amazing. We're going to touch base on how running can be more inclusive, what it's like for new runners or finger quote slower runners to come to the group runs, races, and events, and mostly we'll try to be talking about ways that we can make all runners feel welcome at our events and what the challenges and successes of that look like. So sit tight. We have a lot to cover. Let's get to it. Okay. All right, we're live. All right. We are really excited to be joined this week by Vicki Earl. Vicki, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And I went with Victoria in the, in the <laughs> intro because I am such a formal person. Yeah, very Not formal. so much, but it, we, we're going with Vicki. Yeah. So, um, Vicki, before we talk about our main topic today, we thought that we would just talk a little bit about you as a runner and kind of how you started running. Well, this was completely new to me. I had no sports background whatsoever, no organized sports, did like a softball league with work, you know, it was really more drink and play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But I always really wanted to run. I had done some charity 5Ks that would come up occasionally mm -hmm. and it was, you know, I'd try to run or I'd try to walk as fast, whatever. I wanted yeah. to learn how to do it. Nothing really was sticking any programs. They offered one through work. It was horrible. <laughs> and so I kind of floundered around and eventually found a, a training program that worked for me, but it was actually a, a walking training program where okay. you're faster and farther and it was building up to like an eight mile race. And oh, wow. I was 2016 when I started that. And then I got asked to mentor and pace for different groups. And since I, within the first couple of years, I had done well over a hundred different races. Holy cow. So you, every weekend you're yes, out there. Yes. <laughs> also, it's really funny to me that you're like, I wasn't a runner. I mean, I did some five Ks. But I wasn't a runner. <laughs> I had actually met, um, as far as trail racing, this was all road stuff. Okay. okay. Um, Dan Lapata, I had known yeah. for many years from the music end of things. and But I, okay. because I followed him on Facebook, I knew he had done this trail thing. And, and a race popped up that I was kind of curious about. So I asked him you know, this is my pace. Do you think I could do it? And yeah. you know, how is, I knew nothing about trail racing at all. <laughs> I'd hiked my entire life, but okay. you know, every year we go down to Smoky mountains, hundreds of miles down in Tennessee and everywhere, yeah. every park locally, but had never done any trail races. So he said, I'd be fine. He encouraged me to do it. And ready, set, glow was my first trail race. Oh, oh really? I didn't know yep. that. So, and, and that my, was a Sheila race. <laughs> Sheila invented that idea. That, it was so much fun. And I think, and I, I was looking back through uh, my posts about that time and that was my 
comment afterwards I absolutely fell in love yeah it's like oh I, I have to keep doing this and I want to keep this was this was great this was amazing it's so different than road running too like being on the trail and then the trail at night that's mm -hmm. like impressive to me that that was your yeah, first race because that's like well it's kind of a, a low-key it is fun right, race. Right. um and there was was it the first year that we had that race do you know it was 2016 so I, I don't can't know. remember like we we had pizza and soup and stuff afterwards um I have a feeling it wasn't your first because yeah. Dan seemed to have to know about knowledge it. about yeah. it so but that's I can't remember the years I know I was just gonna say the years all blurred together Sheila's first point. trail race experience was kind of like that too where like I had run with my friend Jen and we were waiting at the finish line I was like oh man I'm like I hope she's having fun and she crossed the finish line she's like that was awesome <laughs> I was like yes yeah super fun it's just I mean, again, so different from, from road running and so mm -hmm. much more low key, I guess. Yeah. Like more fun. I don't know. I, I think I kind of jumped the gun a little bit though, because I immediately signed up for the 15 miler for Ridgewalk. Okay. <laughs> so that was kind of like, slope. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it's been a lot of learning and, and if I wanted to do it, I signed up for it. And yeah. I'm probably one of those people that uses races as my training, which is probably not the best thing to do, but there's enough of them. I was just <laughs> going to say, and you've been running since you started, like, it's not like you've taken time yeah. off or, you know, so if it worked for you, like just because other people don't do it that way, doesn't right. mean that it's not valid. I, I was always struck by how incredibly different the road racing was versus the trail racing. And it really was about the the after and yeah. the, mm -hmm. who you saw and in the groups i mean you do a 5k you see a thousand people pass you and, and <laughs> right. it's like i don't know i know three of those people right you know, it's really interesting this this comes up almost every week and um i always want to preface it like i'm not we're never trying to like bash road running like there might be people that listen that love road running so we're not trying to do that but they are distinctly different sports like uh -huh. they feel so different like the whole everything about it the way from the way that people dress to the way that they behave it's just a different vibe mm -hmm. i guess totally different. yeah so um i i know plenty of people that that do both and yeah. love both mm -hmm. but um, um we ran both for years and years and years i haven't run in a long time but um <laughs> i don't have a problem with racing on the roads it's just a different vibe yeah so um so you got into the trail running through you know through dan lapath and ready cycle was your first race and then like you said you you liked the kind of the vibe what, what do you love about like trail running in general and then trail racing like what's great about it that you just keeps you coming back because you said you've run hundreds of races i i love being outside um <laughs> one of the things i i my brain is always going a mile a minute and the only way <laughs> i successfully shut that off is to be out on trail because i'm focused on trying to stay alive and not trip <laughs> and kill myself <laughs> that I can turn off all those other things and not yeah. pay attention to them. And it's it's an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever of that time that just gives me focus on that thing that yeah. I'm doing. That's and great. I forget where I read like that running is like a moving meditation, but I love that. I can see like, the concept of it because I feel the same way. Like once you get into your groove, sometimes mm -hmm. you just, you can't think about anything else, but it's not like a bad, I can't think about right things. It's like, just calm yeah. and peaceful. We have, um, where I work, I, I, I supervise a program called Earthworks and we have something called Forest School. And I was just doing some research today, if I if there was anything I could add to the website. And um, 
about what being outside, because you said, I just love being outside. Mm -hmm. And there were some really interesting things I came across today, even like your eyes don't relax until you go outside. And it's, it's something about the depth of field that when you're inside, the furthest you're ever going to be really looking is like 20 feet. And when you're outside, it could be endless and it lets your eyes sort of settle. And then like with youth, like you talked about how it's like running meditation. Like we would have teachers that would say, I cannot teach a lesson outside. These kids would be looking all over at the bugs the birds, the trees, <laughs> but you do it for a couple of times. And then that stuff actually calms them down. And the research shows that that, that calmness continues back into the next lesson that they do inside. And it's the same for us, I think, as adults to, <laughs> it does the same thing, right? We get to go outside mm -hmm. and then that goes with us yeah. on through the rest of our day. Yeah. And I find that no matter what my mood is prior to the thing I'm doing, it's really hard to jump right back into that emotion, that right. mm -hmm. anger or whatever right. beforehand. It just, it, yeah. it, it's not gone, but it's not, I'm not, it's not, at it's the not I don't lose what yeah. I got on that, those trail miles when yeah. I'm, when I'm yeah. done. Do you, so you have run a lot of races. Do you have a favorite race or favorite races? It, you know, it's so hard to pick yeah. a favorite because they're all, <laughs> they all have their own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, I think as I slowly learned more about them, I, I like the format of the stage races. Mm -hmm. I love breadsticks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always going to love Ready, Set, Glow. I was very <laughs> upset that year that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ridgewalk, I, I really, really love. So it was very difficult to pick a different race this year to do that weekend. And did well, Ridgewalk not happen? No, ha there's another race on the same weekend. Oh, gotcha, so. gotcha. Interesting. So what... Um, like what about those races do you love? Can you pin, I don't know, maybe you can't pinpoint like the thing. Sometimes it's the setting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the like, Medved Madness. The after event oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And no matter how hard it was during the race, everyone's hanging out. Everyone's right. having a really good time. Yeah. Sometimes that lasts longer than the race. Well, for most people, <laughs> not for me. My, my races take a lot longer than than some, but there's some I love just because I've struggled and I, I they're a challenge. Yeah. Well, they're all a challenge, but yeah. that's, that's kind of my, and that's how you really like, remember them. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that you did just, you just did madness this yeah. past weekend. What a wonderful day it was. Uh, I was oh just going to say, we it got a little hot though. Yes. And, and I was not prepared. I don't think for the heat. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like recently our weather has shifted to like, you go from, it's cold, to, it's hot, and there's like no in between to acclimate. Pickle Rochester. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But how was the race other than that it was a little bit warm for you? I have been recovering some knee problems over the, over the last probably six months. I've built back up to a distance. I was fine up until that distance, and then uh, kind of crashed and burned yeah. after that. I because heard, how well, I was at the finish line, right? So I was helping yell out numbers all morning. And I heard that same. I think a lot of people were just so excited to get out there. And they're like, well, I was ready to run, you know, nine miles, but, you know, 10, 11, 12, and 13 got yeah. me. <laughs> so that happened to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And that's a long, I mean, that's a long way to keep going if mentally you're like, this hurts and then, or I'm dying. Like, you probably enjoyed that little little dash through the pond. Oh, absolutely. Cool yeah. down a little bit <laughs> yes. right before the yeah, finish. You get to cool down. 
what do you do when you are in that place where like, you know, something is hurting or you're not feeling well, or you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, do you have any tricks or tips for us? Well, the easiest thing to do is just remind yourself the only way to get back right now <laughs> is to finish. There you go. And, you know, unless you're doing something that's got an aid station every mile or a half right. mile. Right. You know, you're, there's no outs. Yeah. The yeah. Only I'm way at out the back. So if, even if I crash and die, I'm just going to wait for a sweeper to find me. So <laughs> you got to just keep yeah. crawling. <laughs> That's funny. The sweepers, man. I tell you, there are um, all different types of people that sweep. There are the sweepers that they won't go anywhere near the last runner because they never want to feel like they're pressuring anybody and you'll never see them. It's almost like they're a ghost out there <laughs> picking up. And then there are sweepers that are mean. And we've had a few encounters where we volunteered at other races where I've been like, hey, knock it off. Like, like, take a breath. You, you're not here to yell at somebody. You're yeah. here to pick up a flag, you know? But yeah, have you ever encountered that? I've had a bad sweeping experience with a, a road race, which happened to be in Menden. And it was out on sections that were hilly and curvy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's in the middle of the road and you're, you've got nothing. There's no sidewalk. You're on the shoulder. Yeah. And the, the sweeper was in a van right up on oh. me. So cars would be coming towards me up over a hill, would see this van. So they didn't see me. They'd move way over. Right. And now they're barreling down on me. Right. So it was, it was absolutely horrible and but then i've also had experiences i had a really really tough time last year at sega hundred in the heat and the sweeper for that one was encouraging well he <laughs> had the, the misfortune of having to stick with my pace which was barely moving the whole way back but yes he was so encouraging and he, was, and he was so you know kind and and yeah and that can really like make or break a race i think like having mm -hmm. somebody that is encouraging versus um angry or mean yeah i, I always guess. have this terrible sense of guilt that yes I, i'm so sorry i'm holding you up i'm so sorry you're out here longer right. than you plan to be and so to have somebody like no no you're fine yeah yeah go with like do what you just... got to do and, and it's sometimes it's hard to actually believe that when you're in that moment <laughs> right but, sure. but i think yeah genuinely you can tell when people genuinely mean that right right and i think well i don't know i feel like a lot of people in the trail community are pretty well i don't think you sign up for that job yeah. in order to be a to go cattle quick. prod <laughs> or to go <laughs> right quickly. like you're volunteering a service mm. i guess right so um it could be a thankless job <laughs> for, for sure, sure. <laughs> for sure uh, if anybody hasn't done it, it it's a lot of lunges and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and carrying flags yeah. and course markings and then being that encourager like if you do happen to come upon somebody um yeah what would you prefer in, if you were, say you were hanging out in the back and the pacer comes upon, he's in great shape and he's got all these flags and his backpack and he, he happens upon the back. What, what would you prefer that to be like? What encounter would you Well, like? if I'm struggling, I don't want rah, rah, rah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, chipper. I'm not in the mood for right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, you know, if someone can back, unless I am, at a point where I'm physically in trouble. And, and I think I was pretty close to that last year. Mm -hmm. Just back off. Just, yeah. just give me my, I don't even want to see you. I, yeah. I don't want to have to keep looking over my shoulder. Yeah. I, I don't, because right. I can feel you there. And right. I don't want to, that, that throws me off. It Maybe it makes me go faster. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not, that did not make for a pleasant end of my race. That's how I always feel. I would rather not know. Like, just let, <laughs> just let me be yeah. miserable by myself. Yeah. Um, do you, so we talked about some of your favorite races. Do you have any dream races, like anything that you 
really want to do that you haven't done yet? I pretty much, if something has piqued my curiosity, <laughs> I do a lot of research. I'm a, I, I study those cutoffs if they're listed. Sure. I, I don't try to do something that's well beyond my reach, but there are things that are like, I think I can do this and this is a good push. Yeah. You know, I'll try those. I'm not a big, oh, I absolutely want to go do this one or that one. I, mm -hmm. I want to do things that my friends are doing. I want to be yeah. doing something that people have said is fun. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have a dream. So race. no, no bucket list. No, not really. Not do really. you travel for races? Definitely around the state. We haven't really gone. I, I've traveled out of state to for others that are racing. Yeah, um, but like to crew or to pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did one in the Adirondacks last year that we're going to go back to this year. That was Ooh, what's that one? Uh, I love Jenkins. the Adirondacks. Actually, oh, you're wearing yeah. the I was, I was literally about to ask about that. Is that at um, Vicks? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It so was tell a us lot about it because I, I don't know what about it. I was just going to say, tell us about it because we just did that mountain for the first time this past fall. Yeah, in the fall. They do a. I did the 10K. There's 10K, 10K and a half. And okay. Same thing. There was, I doubt there were even, for the 10K, I don't know how many did the, ended up doing the half, under 20 or 30. Okay, but it so was small. Yeah, it was small. And I don't know if it had to do with, you know, coming out of was. pandemic stuff. And they mm. don't really do a big advertising thing. I literally had to seek it out. Yeah. I think it popped up on Ultra Sign Up. And I'm just like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And I had to go digging for it. Um, perfect day. Perfect place to be yeah. what time of year is it august okay yeah it's the second week in august okay um i mean had you ever been on any of those no trails at no. paul smith's it's pretty cool out there yeah yeah we had not been on any of them either and then this fall when we were up in the adirondacks it we went. The whole uh, hike. but it didn't matter it was so the trails yeah. there were so cool i was like i can't wait to come back so when i saw your shirt actually i was like i have to ask her about this i race probably because... spent too much time hoping i'd see a moose like oh there's no idea yeah. that a moose is that a moose I you know it's like uh, I, I darn up there <laughs> have you ever seen a moose no it's like the I only animal in the wild that i still have not I'm, come across that i thing. want to so i've come across every uh, i've come across big cats i've come across all the big bears but not a moose we've actually been thinking about buying property up there. And that's one of the big criteria is it a spot <laughs> is it an area. We looked at one that is actually moose haven. <laughs> we found, so we funny. found moose droppings on the property and we oh, almost geez. pulled the trigger Make right the there. <laughs> right then in there. So put the game camera up and wait. That's so funny. I, um, I like that you don't have that like bucket list race and you just kind of do what comes to you. Um, I'm, I'm probably the opposite of that. I love having like, a thing in front of me like instead of a um a dream race or a bucket list race how about some goals for running anything like that for you like personally well personally if i had all the time in the world and it was every race had no cutoffs and i could go forever i'd be fine with that but <laughs> realistic part of me understands that that's not the case so i i really would like to be faster I, unfortunately, at my speed and with all of my friends, I am by myself for 90% of my time sure. on the trails. My friends love me. I love my friends. <laughs> we're, we're fiercely loyal for each other to each other. Mm -hmm. But I don't get to spend time on them on trails. During, you know? yeah, and during so your running. They'll come back and they'll continue a conversation. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, so yeah. it was something like that. And, and to, I haven't had the opportunity to really experience group things. Right. right. So faster for only that reason. Is, yeah. is the only reason I would like to get better at it. Yeah. And we, 
we'll talk more about this, but it's so funny because I feel like faster or slower, like pace, speed, it's all so relative. Um, and so it's just something I wanted to make sure that we point out is like, it really is so dependent mm -hmm. on who you are, what your goals are, what you're used to, how long you've been mm -hmm. running. Um, we talk sometimes about, um, about, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, like what do the people who are like the elite runners, like a slow run for them mm -hmm. is, I mean, I don't think I could do a slow yeah, run for yeah. them. So it's also really interesting when we talk about, um, different paces and different, like, so the person that wins Medved Madness, right? Phil Nesbitt, we're, we're great friends. He's not going to win breakneck point, mm -hmm. right? Like he's going to be further back into the front of the middle, like back of the front. And it's a spot that he's not been in, particularly when he's running around Rochester. So like Sheila says, it's all relative. Um, it's really, it kind of is. So I'm really glad that you brought that point up about, um, you know, that goal and, and what that group sense is like, um, because that's really why we're here today. That's the topic. So I think we're at a good spot right now. We did a fun little intro and talked about a few races. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about all of that pace and group and race and what that looks like for um, runners that are not necessarily running off the front of the pack. So we'll be right back from our break. Green means go. We're back. All right. We are back with Vicki Earl and we are going to shift gears a little bit now and talk more about our topic for tonight, which is really um, kind of how we ended the first segment. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit tonight about, you know, pace and what we can do to kind of make running more inclusive. Um, so the first thing that we kind of wanted to talk about was just I guess um, the focus, it feels like a lot of times is on the front of the pack um, and those like elite level runners. So when we think about like, mm -hmm. you know, what you're going to see in a magazine or even here on a podcast, a lot of times you're hearing from the best of the best. Um, and I guess I shouldn't even say the best of the best, because what does that even mean? Like that's uh, yeah, also relative. Where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the quote unquote fast people. Um, and I don't know that that really always serves us. And I definitely don't think it always makes for the best stories. Um, so what do you think about that? Well, it's interesting with, with how Medved Mandis was set up, the, the, there was the early start and there was the regular start mm -hmm. and I was early start and quickly very close to the, the tail end of things, which means every single person passed me. <laughs> So Which, you got to see everybody. I got to see every single person. And it's such it's such a, a wide variety of how those interactions take place. Right. You, you've got Phil, who literally would stop to rescue a kitten out of a tree <laughs> in the middle of his race. And then you have the people that won't even acknowledge right. that they're passing you. Yeah. You know, a simple on your left would be very helpful. <laughs> be nice. I will yeah. get out of your way. I just need to know where you're going. Right. right. Um, so I think that I don't. I can imagine if you were used to always starting in the front and never having traffic to mm. have to pass, you would find that very annoying. And I think that's part of, I would love to see changed in, in the trail world is that I walk a lot of my races 
or a large portion of the race I'm doing. And it just feels like such a dirty word. How <laughs> dare you say walk and, and run in the same sentence. And yet I see every person that's been injured, you know, mm-hmm. they could take a, a few miles back with us in the back right. and, mm-hmm. and probably do a lot less damage than trying to jump back into things. Right. And the people that, Oh, I'm just such a slow runner. Well, you dropping to a 12 is probably the fastest I could ever even right. hope to run. So some of those comments maybe yeah, people it, make. It, it is such, there is such a wide variety of people that are, are what makes it running, what makes it running, right. what makes you a runner, what makes you part of the community. Mm-hmm. Are you, have you earned the right to be a part of the community? And, and I think everyone has, but it doesn't always feel that way. Right. Right. I don't, I, Sometimes I feel guilty being out there holding somebody up or getting in somebody's way. And I don't want to feel that way because right. I, yeah. I contribute just as much to that. as. Yeah. And I think during the break we were talking about, it, and I think it's really relevant in, in terms of what people contribute to the sport and the community. And um, I, as a, as a race director for years and years and years, will tell you that the people that are in the middle and the people that are in the back are contributing more. They never ask for a comp race because they think they're important. <laughs> they, they never ask for special concessions at aid stations or um, you know free photography because they won the race. Like, why does that mean that you shouldn't pay the photographer the same as the person mm-hmm. that finished 35th? you know, or 135th, Mm -hmm. Um, they very rarely, the people that win races, and I'm speaking in generalities here, but they very rarely come to trail work days. Mm -hmm. They very rarely uh, volunteer at um, an aid station. Um, They're not offering to sweep a course or any of that kind of stuff. And um, some of them know it and they feel bad, but they're like, hey, Mm -hmm. my energy is going to go into trying to to win. be where I need to be right. to win and others mm-hmm. just don't care. And that's sort of, you talked about that a little bit, like, Hey, you know, we're all on the race course together. Maybe say hello when you run past me, you know? So I think there's some work to be done there. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons that you're actually here today is because we had a, an incident at a group run where there was a, a miscommunication, a, whatever you want to call it, but you felt completely like abandoned at one of our group runs. And I had seen a post that was kind of generic and I was like, oh man, I hope that's not us because we have always felt like we're never ever gonna leave somebody behind, but it seems like you had been left behind. And I was like, well, let's talk about that because one, it shouldn't happen. Two, if it did, we're sorry. And three, how do we not have things like that happen, right? So what's that like when you come to a group run and that feeling happens? I, like even that day, <laughs> it's not something I don't expect to happen. And, and I think maybe I'm tainted by that because I'm expecting it to happen. <laughs> um, it ended up being a miscommunication. And, but I think that's probably at the root of it sure. is that I went into this thing, not really knowing how it was going to run, how mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. <laughs> and that wasn't really explained. And I don't know that it, anyone felt like it needed to be explained. Sure. And, you know, fortunately, out of necessity, I, I know the trails in everywhere. Right. I have always <laughs> known the trails everywhere. I am a huge map reader, but that's because I need to know that. 
Yeah. And, you can't and rely on somebody exactly. else. Yeah. I feel horrible if I make someone go significantly slower than they wanted to go. <laughs> and you can tell me, you can tell me all the time that, that you're fine with that, that you're okay doing that. I'm not going to believe you. I still feel guilty. So I, I want to find a way to be somewhere in the middle. Sure. Um, I, I think I jumped the only, the, when I started doing group things, it was with trail mix yeah. when it still existed. And it was very distinct. You had a running group and right. you had the, like a hiking. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that was, that always was perfect. Right. I could keep up or I could speed you could up. You find enough. your spot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and even if I was lagging behind, whoever was leading out that group didn't have to go so much slower. Right. To, so I just think that, it's okay to have that. And, and I'm not going to attend something that I know right. I can't keep up with, but I need to know that up front. Right. And, and if your intention is to stick with me, then you should probably know what I'm going to be doing right. and, and make sure if it hadn't been me and it was somebody Someone that else. knew nothing about where we were, right. I, I could see that have, that could have been really bad. Right. Yeah. I think that um, this is a challenge that we have faced since we started doing group runs. So we had these Thursday runs that we ran like really fast with, and then um, Sheila and a few other people had come to those and it was like, that's, she was like, it's too fast. So she started a Tuesday run that was slower, but every time you introduce like a new pace, you introduce like a new back mm -hmm. to the pace and a new front right. to the pace and they're never the same. Um, so the challenge has always been like, how do we find a way to get everybody in this spot welcome and, and okay. And like for a little while we had a, a really nice idea where we just, one of our group runs was a hill workout. It was a one mile to the hill. We did the first hill as a group. And then it was like 40 minutes on this hill repeat. And then we went one mile back to the car so that no matter what pace you were going, you got 40 minutes of going up and down that hill. And that worked really well. Um, but people seemed like they wanted to get back out into the parks and not yeah. just do one hill. Um, so that was a really good way to bring the group together, but not necessarily what everybody was looking mm -hmm. for. So um, it's a challenge. Um, so I don't know like what the best solution is like every month, at our board meeting, we're like, okay, what's the goal, you know, for groups this month? And the goal is our word for the year is community. Mm -hmm. And I can't accept that community exists if somebody is alone on a trail, because that's not a community. So it's like, is the solution a, a bigger diversity of group leaders where it's not just people that are quick or, or what do you think? Well, I think that would be a good start there. I think there are a lot of people that that do things at about my pace that have no interest in getting involved in these groups because of exactly that fear. Right. That these people are runners. Or there's no way I can keep up. Why would I even try? I can tell you from the the mentoring and pacing end of things road wise, there is a huge end of the the spectrums pace people right. that that would I'm sure love to at least experience it so i think that's part of it i think having some something established not necessarily oh you're gonna have to drop back with the slow people no have somebody slow dedicated right. to that position mm -hmm. and 
then things like this is what we're going to do. You don't have to have the exact route, but but right. out out and backs are great for that because right. no matter how far you go, no matter how fast, mm -hmm. you're going to come back. And maybe I only got half that distance, and I'm going to come back, but we're still on the same sort of yeah, yeah. Like if you had an hour long run that was 30 minutes one way, 30 minutes exactly. back, everybody turns around at 30 minutes to end up at the finish at the exact same exactly. time. Exactly. So you, know, you you lose that fear of oh I'm gonna get lost, I'm right. gonna wander off the trail. Not everyone's gonna know. You might have a route planned out or think you have a route. Right. And, you know, if you get turned. Some around, parks are easier than others, right? Right. <laughs> right. But if you get separated from that group that you're trying to follow because they turn right where you thought they were gonna turn left, yeah. and suddenly you're wandering around the woods. You right. have no idea where you are. Could be dark out. Could be in the winter. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you know things like that publishing it ahead of time or a rough idea ahead of time mm -hmm. or, you know, these, or saying, if anyone thinks you're going to be going slower than such and such, please reach out to whoever's leading the, the right. you know, so that, so plans can be made or you can make the decision at that point. Eh, I don't think I want to attend right. this. You know, it, I, I saw an interesting post from, um, do you know, Barry Cherney? Yeah. He runs a group called just for giggles cycling. Um, and he had a post up, I think it was yesterday. They have a Monday night bike ride and it's big. And he's like, Hey, the weather's getting nice. They meet at three heads and they just, but it's supposed to be a casual group run. And he said, one thing that he won't stand for is people passing him. And he's like, I've led thousands of group rides. I know the pace that the people in the back can hang on the back. And, but as soon as one person goes in front of me, a second person goes pace. and then they start moving and people join them and suddenly you have miles yeah. of gap mm -hmm. as people start racing off the front. I think that happens in groups sometimes too. And if you don't have someone that is a designated strong leader to say, Hey, cut it out. Mm -hmm. This is not a workout. This is a group activity. You want to have a workout. There's plenty of times and places to do that, but this thing is not a yeah. workout. Um, but I think also having group leaders that are also in different spots. And so that means finding <laughs> group leaders. Like, for example, like if you were to say, hey, I've been doing, I, I know the maps, I know my pace, I know this, I'll lead a group, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, I, I wonder if there's enough interest from from folks that we would be able to get people to cover all mm -hmm. those sort of paces. What do you think? Maybe everybody doesn't want to lead. <laughs> well, I think that's a problem. And again, it, it comes down to that that pace issue who wants to throw out there other than someone like me who really doesn't give a darn <laughs> i'm going to be going this slow right. if you want to come along you know mm -hmm. no one wants to I, I i find that people have a really hard time admitting that Their pace. they're slow that's interesting yeah and i i, I don't get it i i mean i i get it but again I, the injury issue is a good example i see all these people that are coming back from injuries and don't want to go out to group things because they're going to be too slow well hey we're back here you can hang with, right us. with us we're fine right. you know we will we'll go the you same, with exactly, open arms exactly. yeah. we'll talk about the same things that you want to talk that you're talking about up front i'm sure i don't really know but i'm assuming <laughs> i wonder if some of it is like a comfort level also like with all of these things that we're talking about like leading the group or joining a different group or admitting what your pace is. Like, it's just kind of a matter of being comfortable and mm -hmm. like, I guess throwing aside like your own mm -hmm. feelings of 
whatever discomfort to just be like, Hey, I just want to be out there. I just want to be part of this group. I just want to run. But it's so funny, like hearing you say most people that would run your pace wouldn't want to say like how fast they run, because I feel like, like I can relate to that, like not wanting to, to admit where I'm at. And it's like the dumbest thing though, like you're saying, because who cares? Yeah. You know, like this is the pace that I'm going to run. And if you would like to join me, I would love the company, you know? And I know like when I was training for ultras and you know, when you're going to be out there for like hours and it's nice to have company sometimes. And so like, sometimes I would just throw it out there. Hey, like I'm probably going to be doing like Mm -hmm. 15 minute miles at some point, but if you want to come out with me, this is where I'm going to be. I'm coming back to the car every four or five miles to refuel. So you can meet me at any point. I found that out to scout my husband because he's significantly faster than I am that, Hey, you okay. Come out with me. If you want to run ahead, you know, Mm, and then come back, come back, you know, you can, we can play tag, right. But you still get to run. You still, you're not leaving me behind. I don't feel like we have to go on separate journeys here. Yeah. So I think that works sometimes for some people. I wonder if that's a comfort thing too, though. Like, because it's your husband, you're more comfortable than like, if it was somebody else that you don't know very much. I can push him. The first time. (laughs) That's what I mean. The first time we ever, I ever ran with Jeff McBeth, we were doing a preview run for Ready, Set, Glow. And um, Jeff considers himself a back of the packer. He had the map printed out and we would um, have designated stop points on, on the route. And I was, at the time, I was in pretty good shape. So I was like, run to the front of the group, give a direction, then I would run all the way back and find Jeff. And he actually started to get mad at me. Which and is he, hilarious because Jeff is not And he's like, I have person. a map. And I was like, well, we don't, I don't want to leave anybody behind. And he's like, leave me behind. <laughs> you know, so there's like, but it's it's just a challenge. But that goes back to even when we were talking about sweepers and like, how uncomfortable that can feel if you don't know somebody, Yeah, you know, it's, it's the creeper sweeper. And I think maybe Jeff had sort of, you had mentioned it felt guilty because he felt like I was coming back just for him. And there was a whole group that was now that I wasn't with, but I was like, Hey, I want to get to know this person who has already printed out the map and like, you know, and we've become like incredible friends over the years. Um, but he felt a sense of like guilt over it rather than a sense of inclusion. So it's like trying to find a way <laughs> to change that on both ends, mm-hmm. right? So that the runners don't feel guilty and that we find a way as an organization, as a community to be more inclusive without making it like this weird, awkward, purposeful. Yeah. It has to be purposeful, but like we're not going to shove it in people's faces. Look at us. We're, we're here for everybody. Like it just needs to happen, right? Like. We just need to have people that run all these paces. And um, that's something that we're sort of working on right now. So I'm glad, I'm not glad what happened happened when you felt, (laughs) hey, I'm out here by myself, but I'm glad that we're able to talk through those things Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes what can happen is that those things can turn nasty. And I think without people accepting some culpability or responsibility and saying, hey, how can we adjust, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's one of those the, the fiercely loyal friendship group, they actually, I don't know that I would have ever said anything. Sure. I don't know that I would have ever, I mean, I made, you know, I labeled my run in a particular way yeah. that made it obvious how I felt, but you know, they took it upon themselves to say, Hey, this thing happened. It, they're not yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And which opened up the dialogue. So, right. you know, I'm grateful for that, but that's, 
that's the dynamic I'd love to see everywhere. They, mm -hmm. they certainly run, you know, I can't, I wouldn't even be able to fathom running as fast as some of them do. Mm -hmm. And yet they're the ones that, that kind of jumped like in. stood up for like, you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the same ones that, that back in the, one of the years at Bristol, the Bristol relay, I was on a team with them and, you know, it was a 24 hour thing in mm -hmm. the middle of the night. And I think that the moment that was most meaningful to me is I think I was one of the last legs and, and struggling to have them meet me and, and, yeah. and come back with, you. with me. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, those are the kind of things that I don't know that everyone up front understands how, how that feels. Right. I, I feel bad for them that they don't, you know, right. Right. that's you know, <laughs> a, a different are, feeling that can exactly. happen. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about races. I'm glad you sort of transitioned yeah. for us on that. Um, I think the race feels different for everybody. Um, I think let's like, let's take many on the Jenny. It's a good example of, of people spreading out. Like you have a, a sub six hour finisher and then you have a 14 hour finisher. Um, and I, I think what happens is the most quote unquote joy or sense of gathering is in the middle. Um, but the first runners come through and nobody finish lines hardly set up yet. Like there's nobody there because everybody's out on, everybody's the course. on the course still. Yeah. And then the last runners come through and it's that same sort of thing. Like there, there's almost nobody there. Food maybe is picked through. W what is it like when you are out on a race course and you know, you're, you're sort of towards that back end and, and what you're expecting and looking for when you get to the finish line? <laughs> I think if there's supposed to be a certain, you know, post-race food or yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. there should be some left. Sure. I mean, right. you should know how many people are going to be there. I understand that you can't <laughs> right. really control who's doing what. You can. We overorder. <laughs> yeah. Make sure there's enough or for everyone. Things, I was just going to say, or set things aside, because I've done that at some of our races mm -hmm. where yeah. I start to realize, like, oh, there's still yeah. 20 people on the course and food is starting to dwindle. And so it's like, they just start putting things away because... Gotta make sure, right. or or things are being more. picked up. And I, it's like, I, I really hate that as as an organizer. So I will not pack up a single thing until the last runner crosses the finish line. The flags are not coming down. The tents are not coming down. What was up for the first runner should be up mm -hmm. for the last runner. If they have not made the cutoff and they are pulled from the race and nobody's on the course, feel free to pack up. But when I see people packing stuff up that the, everybody else got to experience, it drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. It's something that will never happen in our races. We, I would rather pack up at two o'clock in the morning in the pouring rain than not have every runner see the same finish line. Fortunately, I haven't seen this really on any trail races, but I know for road races, yeah. there have been some local, yeah. local <clears throat> races that have run and, and you have, you've allowed walkers, legit walkers in it. Mm -hmm. And yet they're not done and they're being told get up on the sidewalk this right. race the road oh, is now open. Road is open yeah it's like and they paid the same amount why yeah. why would you put yeah it's okay to have a cutoff it's okay to have a certain pace but make it clear up front don't let right. i don't want to have to find out oh yeah and there's nothing left because yeah. you make well nothing said i had to be back by a certain time right. <laughs> i'm not saying i could have yeah. been back by a certain time but at least i knew that was the risk if i chose to attempt this if right? you knew it ahead of time yeah. yeah i think that like i think these conversations are really important mm -hmm. because the more you talk with 
the more diverse set of people, the more you can learn. And I don't think enough race organizers talk and listen enough. And I think that's something that we're really working on to say, like, how can we listen, you know, Um, because just because you came up with an idea for a race and doesn't mean that it's like the only way to do it. I always joke when we get an email with like a suggestion, I always want to write back like, oh, yeah, when's your race? You know, but we do try to listen to the feedback that comes from people. and We change constantly what we're doing. But um, what is what does it feel like out on the course when you feel like you're like, you said you felt uh, guilt sometimes like where does where do you think that's coming from because you know that you paid the same thing for the race you're you're in the same race and you should have cutoffs that you know about so where do you think that comes from well i that that's i have some some issues with adhd and one of those is is actually (laughs) that is one of the the constant fear that you know people are don't like me or I'm not, yeah, that sort of thing. And and so that, that's a lot of that is on me. I don't like to be an inconvenience to anyone about (laughs) anything. So it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the, the, and, and I have been volleying at races and stuff. So I know that you're not doing that. You know, they're, they're waiting for you. They're okay. But I also look at somebody that's, probably sitting at a, at a road crossing or something two hours longer than they expected to yeah. be there. And I feel bad. And it's, well, that must be on the race organizers though, because you should be able to say to all of your volunteers, this is the time frame mm-hmm. that you'll be here. We know the aid station is open from nine to two, for example. So at two o'clock, your duties are done. You're not going to be there at three 30 waiting mm-hmm. for someone to stagger through right. because that's not your responsibility, you know? Um, so maybe that's more on the race organizers. So if you run races where you know that they're clearly saying that with people, you never have to feel that sense of, yeah. so, um, of guilt. You should never feel that way during a run. So I don't want anyone at our races to feel that right. way. Right. I felt that way when we did many on the Jenny the year of the pandemic. Um, <laughs> I fell apart. It was just the two of us. And it was like the struggle bus. I basically hiked Segahoon in reverse. Like I, I hiked the Finger Lakes Trail. I was hardly running at all. And I knew there was some people meeting us at the finish. And I'm like, they're just sitting there. I'm like, how boring. <laughs> and I want to exactly, go faster, but yep. I can't. And, you know, that's so I kind of. every race. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I also knew that they were there for us yeah. and that they didn't care about that. But you they, lose sight of that. You yeah. Know, in the, in that. that moment. Mm-hmm. What do you do to get through those moments? Uh, well, I wasn't deep in one no, of them. No. And again, you know, I've had can't my. That I've had my like, oh, the edge is right there. It would not take much to just, um, I, you know, Look at couple, this nice gorge. A couple times in the Smoky Mountains where I, we were out for many, many miles. And I'm just like, I can't go any farther. Just leave me here to die. I don't care. <laughs> you know, and you get through it. You, yeah. you walk, you, you've got to come. I got to get home. I mean, I've got the car key. I've got to get back. And yeah. so you just find a way to suck it up and. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I feel like there are different people that need different things. So like some people really need like encouragement and like the rah-rah. And then there are people that are like, please, like, I just want to be left alone. Like, please don't talk to me. Sometimes they go, way to go. Good job. Good job. You know, you like, no, it's not a good job. (laughs) This is horrible. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I'm more motivated by like, um, like the competition of it. Like I had in my head, I'm like that motherfucker that I don't like. (laughs) 
ran it in this time. And I was like, I got to get to that finish line. <laughs> you know, like I have that like runs through my mind. Um, so that really was one of the things. But some people, that's not the thing at all. They just are like, I'm doing this for me. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because I'm signed up involved in doing something right now that you had actually posted a comment on the other day. <laughs> About why do people do this? Well, uh, exactly why. <laughs> because I am the sort of person that needs the competition. And, you know, virtually I'm competing against 2,000 other people. And I know I'm not going to be near the front, but I can say, hey, sure. there's that person that I know lives in, near me. And I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to pass them or I'm going to get so many. And it's motivating for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's I've, I've done more miles in the last two weeks than I've probably done really? in, in a couple yeah, of months. Go. So great for you. I don't like your advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's interesting because I think it's important to know who you are and what yeah. works for you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be able to figure that and out. And not everybody should or is the same. Right. You know? right. right. Because what works for you doesn't necessarily yeah. work for me. Oh, no, absolutely totally not. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm I think not you have to be able to set aside. I, I rarely have not done something because of who the organizer is. I think yeah. in this, in our community, mm -hmm. It's very diverse. They're yeah. very distinct groups and they yep. each do things differently and they each do their thing in a, in a value right. that mm -hmm. Fleet Feet, without a doubt, is the most encouraging to all of us in the back end because they know there's, there is a ton right. of us right. and we're generally older. We've got <laughs> disposable income for things <laughs> like running shoes and things like that. And maybe that's part of it, but they have, I, have always felt encouraged sure. and, and have there's, there are people around me and, and that has been important to me. I'm slowly getting involved and in doing more with some of the other groups. And, mm -hmm. and I think they're starting to get to know me. So it's making it mm -hmm. a little easier, but it was hard. It was hard. It wasn't an easy end. No. And yeah. I, there were times when I, I might have walked into an establishment, a, a business, a running business in town and felt like, no, she's not a runner. And, and I really got yeah. that sense. And, and again, maybe it was just my perception. Hey, perception is reality. But it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to like, I felt judged yeah. because I didn't fit that. And I don't, and I never will fit that stereotypical yeah. runner. I can feel that. I, I'll tell you, I've, I feel like I've, I've been fortunate to be on both ends of it at this point in my life. I, I was a front end runner for a long time and now I'm as heavy as I've ever been. And I've even had people make rude comments to me at races that I was helping or directing. And so I feel like I get that. We only have one minute left here. So I'm going to do a quick gonna, pause okay. and then we're going to come back and finish up. <laughs> okay. All right, we're back. We're having so much fun that we almost ran to our, <laughs> our limit um, on that segment. So um, we were talking about um, places that are inclusive, um, that you felt included and in, in part of, and that other places really could learn from that. And um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want, if you had any final well, thoughts think, you wanted to add on that. I think people, they're starting to come around. There's, you know, I think it's starting to shift a little. Um, I did uh, a couple of years ago, Medved did a, a learn to run trails and, and mm -hmm. that was very, I think that was very large, wide through the, the yeah. paces went all across the board mm -hmm. and which kind of opened my eyes to the fact like, mm -hmm. Oh, 
obviously they're they're open to everybody right. all paces mm-hmm. um Rochester running company to me has always felt a little bit out of my range and, and a little fast for you. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I, I know that there have been times where I watch what they post for their Saturday runs and every once in a while, there's one that I might be able to keep up with, but generally it's outside of what I can do, but their, their trail races on the other hand, Jonathan has been nothing but gracious right. to me as I've, been the last person in every single every single <laughs> but i love those races and, and i think that it, i hope that that never becomes an issue that i have to start making choices about things because sure, right i can't do them because that that would be hard really sad yeah for sure yeah so i think i mean i, I know that we're taking a lot away from this um so what i'd like to have as, as like a conclusion of this is an is an opportunity <laughs> Um, for either yourself or anyone that feels they're sort of in that back of the pack that doesn't have a group leader for them to become that group leader and, and to instead of just um, sort of hovering in the back of that community is to lead the community. And we would welcome people into our group run ambassador fold to say, hey, we're we're out here for all of the runners. We've got something for everybody, um, but we need people that are for everybody. So um, you can hit us up, um, anybody that's interested at trailsrock at gmail.com. Or if you know any of us, which you probably do, just shoot one of us a message, Facebook, text message, whatever you've got. um, And we'll go from there. And I think that might help us get where we want to go. Yeah. I mean, many hands make light work, right? And the more people we have, the more inclusive we can Mm -hmm. be realistically. So. Um, so let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we leave. The Trail Runner of the Year series, two races are done. Um, the whole thing is scored and is online on our website. So you, if you're interested in seeing where you rank in the first two races, um, head over to our website, trailsrock.org, and check out the rankings. The next race that's coming up in that series is the Frost Town Trail Festival, which is in Coming Nature Center down in Naples and it is beautiful trails. It's a relatively new race, but it gets rave reviews. So check that out. The link is also on our website and we will be doing a bunch of social media for that. Also in June, we have our own little race, our Mafamidal, which is our maybe first annual, maybe the last. And it seems to keep happening every year, but it's just a timed six hour run in um, Durand. Um, There's gonna be some unique pieces to it this year. So we aren't gonna share that until race day. Um, and maybe even a post-run swim will be planned down <laughs> down at the beach. So um, head over to our website and get registered for that. It's like 20 bucks for like a six-hour run. Um, and, and that's a perfect example of a race where any pace can come. You just do a one-mile yep. loop yep. and you have a good time with everybody. You see all the runners the whole time. You're all passing each other and hanging out at the exact same time on the exact same course. And everybody finishes if they want at the exact same time. So... Um, I think that's it for now. Um, next week we'll be back with some more fun stuff. And um, I don't know. Every week I say this. I'm not sure whether we'll be coming <laughs> back next week as as these tiny humans are growing inside of Sheila. And hopefully um, they stay yeah. put for a, a few as more. As long weeks as they're times. inside, we'll be yeah. pushing content. <laughs> and um, until then, um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Thanks. Adios. Sounds great.